This is Kevin Burke from the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club saying thanks again for listening to Burke on Mayberry. This episode, entitled Hot Rod Otis, aired on February 17, 1964, was written by Harvey Bullock and directed by Earl Bellamy. Uh, this episode opens up uh, with Andy and Barney playing cards in the courthouse. You know, sometimes we see them playing checkers, but this one they were playing cards, actually playing Jim Rummy. Again, I like these kind of scenes, sort of like the front porch and sitting in front of the courthouse. Uh, it's just a simple scene where Andy and Barney are just sort of enjoying each other's company, at least for a little while. And then Otis comes in, of course, he's got Snoopful or he's gassed, whatever you want to say. And uh, Otis actually comes over and looks at Barney and, and says, makes a comment, you know, that he's actually good at uh, Jim Rummy. And so Barney starts to discard some cards from his hand, and each time he did, Otis made a noise. <laughs> and so Barney uh, was crazy enough to listen to him, and so when he did finally discard one of his cards, uh, Andy ended up winning the game. So, of course, Otis and Barney begin to argue. And again, one of the things you'll notice throughout the Andy Griffith Show is Otis and Barney play off each other a lot, argue a lot like two young children, and Andy has to be the father to get them to, uh, to get along with each other. So as they're putting Otis in the jail cell, or he's helping himself to the jail cell, he asks him to wake him up at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Now, the, the scene usually is Otis gets drunk and comes in on Friday and Saturday nights, and they let him sleep it off, but he has to be awoken at 8 o'clock. So again, it assumes a couple things that the sheriff and deputy are willing to do that, that he can leave at 8 o'clock, which obviously they let him. So um, the next few minutes of the episode, again, we see Andy taking care of Otis, getting him whatever he needs, reading him a bedtime story. And I always think back to what Andy Griffith said about why the Andy Griffith Show worked. He said it's a show where we just simply cared about each other. Now, I think there's more to it than that. But again, this episode is all about uh, showing how much the... Andy and Barney care for Otis. So the next day, um, we see Barney walking down the street, and we see him try to raid a gumball machine. I noticed he didn't say Tuscarora, and if you remember the episode with Buddy Ebsen in it, you'll know what that's all about. But uh, Arnie, Barney unsuccessfully was able to get a, a, a bubble gum out of the gumball machine. So he walks into the courthouse and, and basically talks to Andy and said, you know, we should wake him up. And Andy said, no, nah, I don't think we really should because Otis was drunk and probably didn't mean to really want to be woken up at 8 o'clock in the morning. But, you know, Barney likes to, you know, get at Otis. So he said, uh, I think we should do it. And they really expected him to be mad. But when they uh, got Otis awake, he was very, very happy and appreciative that they had woken him. And so um, they asked Otis why he wanted to be awake. And Otis wouldn't tell him, said it was a surprise. And he used the phrase... Tick a lock, which basically means put it away in the safe. And you see them say tick a lock, and they'll act like they've got a key in their mouth and turn it as a way to, you know, sort of keep a secret or, or I'm not going to tell you right now. So, again, we hear that phrase used quite a bit uh, on the Andy Griffith show. In the next scene, Andy and Barney in the courthouse are still trying to figure out what Otis' secret is, and they hear a car horn. Uh, blowing, so they go outside, and lo and behold, uh, Otis is sitting outside in a brand new. Uh, for him, it's a brand new car. He bought a car that uh, he, is, as he had said earlier, that he had actually uh, taken a, a job to try to save money to buy it. And so, uh, Andy and Barney aren't really quite sure what to think. And then Otis says, "I'm going to drive off and go show Gomer." And again, Andy Griffith Show does this a couple times. They mention characters in the episode to sort of bring them into the episode, although they never appear. So uh, Barney is really, really upset. Uh, Andy has faith in, that Otis won't do anything he shouldn't, but Barney declares it a disaster area now that Otis has a car and he may be driving drunk. 
So in the next scene, we see uh, Barney on the floor drawing what looks to be uh, a small road, and we find out that it's actually going to be a road test with some toy cars on the courthouse floor. And uh, he says it's going to be a driving test for Otis. Now, again, Otis already has his driver's license, as he said. He's had it for years, just didn't have a car. But Barney feels like he needs to give Otis another driving test to make sure that the town is safe. And again, Barney cares about the town, and he wants to make sure that Otis it doesn't hurt anybody. So Otis finally comes in, and he uh, there's a couple of jokes said here that uh, Andy and Otis actually use the same joke, which is sort of, sort of cute. So Barney gives the test, and uh, from the very beginning, Otis... <laughs> doesn't take the test seriously Otis begins making engine sounds and lo and behold guess what Otis and Barney begin arguing again uh, and uh, Barney gets really frustrated again because Otis wouldn't take the test seriously so Andy knows that Barney's going to be a, a pain about this and so he tells Barney well why don't you watch him for a little while and make sure that he does everything okay and so we see a scene where Otis is about to back out of a driveway and Barney's hiding in a bush and and uh, Otis gets in the car and basically asks Barney to get out from behind the bush and move a bicycle out of his way. And Barney does it trying to be helpful, but then realizes that Otis knew he was there all the time. And we see our Barney start to get fuming again. And then the next thing we see Andy's relaxing at home. Barney calls him and says basically that Otis is gassed. And uh, so Andy and Barney go to Charlie Varney's house where there's a party going on. And they're wondering if Otis would really drink and drive. And we see Otis come out the front door, and he's really gassed, and he walks over toward uh, the car, and he passes out. So uh, Andy, being the thinker that he is, said to Barney, said, you know, maybe we can use this as a way to keep Otis from drinking and driving. So they take uh, Otis to the courthouse, and they put him in his cell, and um, they basically uh, pour water on his face, and then they stand outside the jail cell, and pretend that um, Otis is dead. So they stand outside and they talk about Otis, about missing him. And and they. what I love about this scene is that uh, Andy and Barney overact. And if you've ever seen somebody overacting, they're trying to act, but they act so hard, it's, obviously, it's obvious that they're acting. And so Otis buys into it and, uh, again, uh, starts crying in the background and, then Andy and Barney start to sing. And I think the funniest part of this whole episode is while they're singing a song in reference to Otis, Otis joins in and sings along with them. And it's just a great scene. But one of the things I want you to notice, you know there's episodes where Barney can't sing, uh, as Thelma Lou would say, but Barney's voice is quite good. And there's other episodes where Barney's voice is quite good. So again, um, Otis buys into the act that Andy, Andy and Barney are doing at this moment. And so Andy and Barney um, see Otis is upset. Otis goes and lays down on the bed. And when he does this, Andy and Barney rush in. They get the, the jug of water and they throw it on Otis again. And they wake him up and tell him that he's been dreaming. So Otis awakes and he talks about this uh, dream he's had. And, uh, and Andy and Barney have a little grin on their face because they believe they've actually convinced Otis with their plan to not drink and drive. But then Otis goes and tells him that before he even took his first drink at the party that he sold his car to Charlie Varney wanting to make sure that he didn't do anything he didn't want to. So again, um, Andy's faith in Otis turns out to be true. And uh, you can see that Andy is very excited and so is Barney that, uh, that Otis is safe. But uh, as Otis lays back down, he asks Andy to tell him a bedtime story. And then I love the look on Barney's face as he walks out of the cell thinking it's ridiculous that the high sheriff has to tell a bedtime story to the prisoner 
In the final scene, which a lot of times you won't see on today's episode, they cut it for commercials. We see Barney and Andy just uh, milling around the courthouse, and they start talking about Otis. And Barney starts thinking about what if something were to happen to Otis, uh, and he would leave the place, and they'd never get to see him again. And again, we start to see how much, even though he argues with him all the time, how much Barney cares about Otis. He starts to tear up, and Andy has to lead him off just so that uh, he can deal with his emotions. So again, another cute episode where the Andy Griffith Show characters care about each other. Well, today's trivia question, if you watch the episode closely, you can get this one. And again, uh, you can see the answer on my website, Burke on Mayberry, was what was the license plate number that Otis has on his car? Now, I will tell you that we see this license plate number on other cars in Andy Griffith Show. But again, what was the license plate number on Otis's car? If you think you know the answer to this, you can email me at burke at imayberry.com and I'll respond and tell you whether or not you got the answer correct. Or you can go to my website, burkeonmayberry.com. That's burkeonmayberry.com. And there you'll see uh, under the episode listing in parentheses beside Hot Rod Otis to answer this trivia question. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast about this episode, Hot Rod Otis. If you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to contact me. And as always... As they say in Mayberry, my best to you and yours, and thanks again for listening to Burke on Mayberry.